What is up, guys? We are back here again with the Inside the Mind of a Footballer podcast with CJ Dos Santos. Juan Blanco. And uh, episode five. Yeah, back it's, going by, again. it's going by pretty quick. Yes, sir. We're, we're, banging, we're banging these episodes out. We want to get a good... We wanted to get a good amount of uh, episodes in on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, so we wanted to take advantage of this time together. And uh, we're still trying to figure out like our plan of attack when... Publici- when uh, publishing these episodes, yeah, but yeah, like like you said, we don't really get together all that often. Like normally, before you came here in Portugal, we would just get together in and Christmas, Christmas and uh, or summer and summer basically. Yeah, so we would see each other every six months for a limited amount of time. That would suck, but now we're closer, which is better. And we just got to talking about how like we miss home sometimes and. How we want to go home, but it's such a drag and it's so annoying just having to travel and have to take flights. Yeah. Long, long trips. What I am looking forward to is it's finally going to be a shorter airplane ride for me because it was always like 10 hours from where I was in Argentina to Buenos Aires to JFK, I believe. Exactly. And that's another. That's that another two-and-a-half-hour drive just to get home. Exactly. So this time, I'm like, okay, it's going to be cool that I don't... The, the flight is going to be less, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there are always these characters at the at these airports that don't, are just... Don't even know, get me started. <laughs> they just <laughs> get under your skin. Just like the absolute inconsiderate people that just, you know, walk through the airport looking up at stuff, don't they even have know no, what's happening. They have no idea what they're doing they're and trying, they want to ask so many questions. Like, like you get an early flight, it's five in the morning, you just want to get through security and just sit down and close your eyes. Yeah, and people are like wandering around, asking questions, they don't know where they're going. And what bothers me mostly is that they just don't even want to read the signs. <laughs> they don't. They 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 tried looking around, all confused. But instead of just looking up at the big sign, all right, where am I going? Is what time is my is my check in? Which which gate is is it at? Which uh, check in place do I have to go to? Bam, and just walk in a straight line. Very true. Very, very true. Instead, you have people just walking ever so slowly. Five in the morning. Looking around, you're just walking right, right behind them. You're pissed because every little thing just, just gets under your skin. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it. But uh, yeah, they're always just those characters that you, that you just run into. Yeah, they don't. Um, a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna get lost at the airport. I don't know, you know, where to go this and that. But they, you know, by reading the signs, I'm telling you now that actually helps a lot. Because yeah, it, it explains most things, even though it's okay to ask, you know, security or sometimes questions because yeah, the airport can be confusing at, it, it at moments. Be, but it's just but like... It's not that hard, honestly. No, I, I think, I think <laughs> we're not. just speaking like that as experts at this point. Yeah, I mean, we do got to do that a lot, so we can't... Like, I can pack up within 30 minutes, get four hours of sleep, and still get to where I need to go. I can pack up pretty fast, but I do take... I do. I have to do it like right before. I can't do it like a day before I have to leave. I have to. Well, no. I start. Maybe I start, but I just do. I like. I like to do it slowly. And right before, like a few hours before I go, then I start to like put in everything at the end. I can't just have like my luggage ready the day before. I don't know why. So I normally do it the night before. Like I'll start packing like at ten, 
just so I can take my time and, you know, go down the checklist and then yeah, imagine I have good. to be at the airport by five or wake up at like 3.45 or something like that. No, I'll probably have to be at the airport by like seven. Uh, and I'll and I'll probably wake up around five forty five. I like being early. You like to be that. early? Yeah, I like being early because I don't like being pressed. I I'm the opposite on that <laughs> one. I'm the opposite on that I'll one. Get the I one. I don't I hate going really early today. Like you have to go early because you know it, you know you have to go through all of that yes, process. You never know what's gonna yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. But I still hate going early. Just waiting there, this and that. And I kind of like I like I like the excitement of. Kind of being in a rush. You like, I don't. I, it's. It, I'm strange <laughs> when it comes out. I just like the excitement. Like you like that somewhat. Not anxiety. the scary. Not the scary excitement. Like I actually think I'm gonna miss it. Miss the, the, the plane. Like, wow, but no, my, it's my plane like, is is flying in ten minutes. I'm still in the taxi. Yeah. See, that's we that's different. That's everything. But it's kind of. It, but it's kind of cool when you're like, yo, actually, I better hurry up because this plane is gonna, like. I kind of like it better than just waiting there. It's weird. It's just an excitement thing that yeah, I, I, I prefer. That's just naturally how I am. It's yeah. weird, like going to practice as a young guy or as a kid, rather. Like when it's dependent on like my parents, because we have work. They have work. We have school. Like I was never on time for anything. And I'm not an on-time person. Crazy. And now I like being early for everything like five ten minutes early if i have to be there on like a certain point exactly yeah. but there are always those people especially like on the plane no you're, stop, you're stop, minding stop. you're minding your own business you have this guy right in front of you takes off his shoes you know those calvin klein like <laughs> socks <Stop>. that <laughs> he oh crossed God. they would cross I've their legs some weird people and they would like to me open and close their toes like they would rub their feet that's, together yeah, that's, with that's those pretty disgusting Calvin Klein socks like oh just and and, just and getting still. and getting off the plane like usually usually I just I just wait till most of the people like if I'm really in the back of the plane I just, I just prefer to just sit down and wait exactly because what's the point of, what's the point of getting up everyone just wants to get up all quickly yes bro like we're not, even, we're not even pulled into our lane into our gate the the little walkway is not even connected to the plane, and people are standing up. Just sit down for five. Just sit more minutes. down. Everyone's not, just so anxious to get out so quickly. Like like, come on, man. Like either way, you're gonna have to wait for the six <laughs> people in front of you to get off. And when you're on the aisle, the people next to you sometimes they're looking at you like, "You're gonna get up or not?" So you're like forced to get up sometimes because they want to get up so like, quickly. Nah, they, like, they, have they, some patience, please. They want to go by like you're in the aisle. You get out, and normally it goes row by row. So I'm like, I would reach up for my bag, like the person behind me is trying to like shit me their way off. I'm competitive, yeah, you know. So I'm like, I'm, I'm starting to box. I'm starting to box around like Charles Barkley. He's trying to box them out, you know. It's like, oh, you can just swing an elbow, swing yeah. an elbow, just poof, just real quick. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't saw, I didn't see you there. Sorry. Yeah. No. And then there's also the people that they bring on like fifty luggages each on the airplane. Come they take up now. they take up all the space on the overhead. So like when so then when there's a chance to actually get the line going quickly yeah. to get out, they're like ten years taking out their luggage. It's like, like there's oh, people okay. that have con- there's people that have connecting flights. Yeah. You know you, why are you taking so it's long? Like, all right, they took off one bag. All right, they're about to go. Oh no no, they got another one. All right, I I really need to catch my next flight. Uh oh yeah, that's that's the next bag. Oh, they're going for another one. Yeah, no, they they. Like the airport, all that stuff is just, it's just a whole, it's a whole thing. Like, man. just send it to baggage claim, 
and wait where everybody else has to wait. Stop taking up all the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the air, the airport is not not the best, but um, yeah. That explains any any other people that just bother you so much. No, that that was the that was the peak. That was the peak. No, there are always those people that just you know get under your skin with those little pet peeves. Um, and it always seems to. I would hate to be to to work at an airport. I would hate that. I see all these those employees. They just look depressed. They do, and but and they give you an attitude sometimes too. Like, come on, what did I do? Yeah, of course, yeah. because you have all these people that don't know what they're doing. They're asking stupid questions, and they're giving the the employee, the person that's trying to help you, all the attitude, just because they don't, just because that person doesn't know what to do. Like, it's not their fault. Your plane is delayed, or you, or if it's late, if exactly. it's delayed. Or left early. That's not their fault. That's not their problem. That's your problem for lack of preparation. Exactly. And naturally, they're going to get an attitude because everybody <laughs> naturally hates them. Yeah, one time I actually missed, I actually missed one of my, my flights to That's New tough. York That's from tough. Argentina one time. Yeah, because um, I got used to going... Like, cause they, it's usually the same airport. Wait, let me guess. You, no, no, no. Actually, no. It wasn't the one. It wasn't the one. It was the one from Cordoba to Buenos Aires. Then I had to go to New York. But let me let me guess. You were searching for that little rush of adrenaline by like, yeah, I can make it. It's not. No, I just. This was me. I I just I went to the gate. I was I had I had too much time, so I just walked to the gate. I said, you know, I'm gonna sit down. Um, just ate some snacks, listening to music, jamming. I was just chilling there. So you're just minding your own business. Though. But I remembered that I was used to always going to the domestic uh, gates mm-hmm. or the national ones, not the international ones. So then I'm like, okay, I was sitting a while, a lot of times passing by. And then I'm thinking, wait, um, why is no one even by, um, not, not the gate. Well, yeah, yeah. Why is no one by my gate number? Because that's the one I was supposed to take. And then I'm like, okay, let me see. I think there's something wrong. Then I just kind of read over the ticket again to make sure I'm, you know, right. And I said, oh wait, I gotta go to the international one. <laughs> and I was, pre- yeah. so I was, an, I was, I was an idiot for that. You had to go to the completely other side. Yeah, of the because, place. yeah, because I like it was the one from Cordoba to Buenos Aires, mm-hmm. and then I had to go to New York. But either way, even though it was a national flight, it's all, it's all, um, it's all connected. So I had mm-hmm. to go through the international mm-hmm. section. So then I was like, "Damn! Now I better, I better run." So that was like, it was, it was pretty scary, but it was, it was fun after all. Because then I got to the security part, and I was like, "I need to go to the international one like right now." And you guys already checked my stuff. I had to go through it all again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "But I do I have time to make it?" And he's like, "You're screwed." Like, nah, bro, nah, fam, that <laughs> that job's gone as chalk. But um, yeah, we're we're talking all this, all this trash about these hypothetical people that don't read at the airport, and then here you are. Didn't you didn't read any signs like you didn't they didn't have the screen no up. I was I I got you know I was like a little bit cocky and I was like I I know what I'm doing so I was just chilling like I was wow, that was that my was music your, that was your first mistake bro yeah actually I I don't know about the first one but like I was just like yeah you know I know what I'm doing and I did everything fine I just went through the wrong section mm-hmm. I went to the domestic one instead of like the national one instead of international yeah, yeah, so it was it's just like a, it was like a dumb mistake and then I realized. Now I better run. Man, I, but I ended up making because the line was long on the other gate, so then I just made it. I was like, okay, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had an experience where I was, where I could potentially have been late 
for for a flight. I almost got I almost got late uh, connecting through Chicago O'Hara Airport to go to Fort Lauderdale for internet for a national oh, team camp. Uh, I was with one of my teammates, and then our f- initial flight from f- from Philly was delayed. And then once we got to Chicago, and for some reason they just decided to you know have us land on the completely other side. <laughs> Of the airport, and we had to run. We had to sprint through a tunnel, a lar, a pretty long tunnel, I might add. Probably, probably a good five hundred. I don't even know how long. My, yeah, yeah. My depth perception and my. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how far it was. I, I know. I, I think I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. But it was a long tunnel, and we just made it on time, like fifteen minutes before, or like ten minutes before they were gonna close the doors. Yeah. So, luckily that was, we made that it. was a lucky one. Yeah, yeah, I haven't got many of those, but um, yeah, airplanes. I'm not, I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm not too much of a fan of them. You kind of wish that you could just teleport. Yeah, I mean, when you're little, you're like, yeah, I want to go on an airplane really bad. People who don't go often, they kind of, they're like, oh, I'm so happy, I'm so excited to go. But then when you kind of get used to it, and they always a little annoying. They always flex, always putting stuff on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, go on vacation, like yeah, no one cares. So yeah, like maybe I'd post something sometimes, but not like on my story, but not like I don't I hate the oh I'm on my way doing this I'm on my way doing that I don't really like doing that yeah I, just I, maybe maybe posting the stories alright yeah, I've you know, done chilling, that I've but, done that plenty of times. yeah okay well yeah but um yeah I'm not a big fan of the airport anymore I I want to I always want to go home but just that whole tedious process of going through. Oh, don't don't even get me started on customs. When you the customs when you enter the country, and you have to go through that long behind line. A lot of BS. A lot, and uh, God bless those people that actually work in those areas. They 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 still look sad. They're all like, sad. Did you really want to be this in life? <laughs> I want it to be. What do you want to be when you grow up, Billy? I want to be an astronaut. I want to be the president. Uh, no one ever Billy. said. <laughs> Did you say Billy? Yeah, it's <laughs> Billy. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Like, I, no one has ever said. Oh, I'm gonna be a, a security guard in in an airport. Yeah, sometimes you know you got no other choice. Yeah, just gotta do. You gotta do. I wouldn't be happy job. with myself. I'd be of extremely course. sad, just like all those people. You know, a lot of people. Um, you're like, oh, you know, like they ask each other, what's your biggest fear or something? Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people say, oh, one of my biggest fears is never being what I want to be in life and all that. Do you ever feel that or no? No, because I'm doing what I want to be doing in life. Exactly. No, but I, yeah, I get that. But um, you don't think like what, like one of your biggest fears that you never thought, oh, like it, like one of my fears would be not being what I want to be like in the future. I never, I don't really think like that. I don't really. I think, that, that's not really one of my fears. I have other worst fears. I think. I think that that fear will grow once you get older. Once you physically aren't capable of doing the things you want to do, like when you imagine you become eighty, ninety years old, and you physically can't do all the things you wanted to do when you were young. I mm-hmm. think that fear initially turns into more regret of not doing what you wanted to do in life. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's better to like. Um, 
like if you want to become something you mm. want to do just do your best at it do yeah. what do what you can do to get there not think oh you know I'm, I'm gonna be scared if i don't make it or i don't do this no i think it's pointless to, to think that you might as well just think okay i'm gonna do the best i can because you know sometimes you get lucky to be what you want to be sometimes you get unlucky that's yeah, life but it's important that you you know you think oh i'm gonna do my best or i got i'm gonna do what i have to do and but you also have to be realistic with yourself and like oh i want to be a professional i want to play in the nba yes sometimes like come on now like think you're, five, it, you're you know? five foot four with no athletic ability and you can't jump so i don't think you can play on any like a even an aau team just play pick up with your friends. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be you have to be realistic with yourself as or well. You like, can't just... I want I want to be president. Like, what are your political views? Oh, I don't know anything about politics. Why do you what do you what do you aspire to be president for? Yeah, and there's a lot, and there's a lot of nowadays. Uh, I want to be a rapper. Can you rap? Can you rhyme? Do you have flow? Like, oh yeah, listen to my listen to my mixtape on SoundCloud. <laughs> but they, it's like, funny because nah, the people who want to be rappers, they they miss a lot of steps. They just miss um. Like, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but they miss, you know, they miss the steps of becoming a rapper. They just want to get straight to it. Like, they, they just want to start, they just want to start releasing stuff instead of having, like, yeah. a plan about it, which doesn't make sense to me. And you have to, like, build up a, a reputation on the streets and into, like, different gigs, like, at different, uh, like, at different, like, you know, small concerts and stuff, little get-togethers, like, you're not just going to become... Eminem, yeah, they don't do a do a rap battle for eight mile and just like go to L.A. and just drop. It's not like right there. Like like no, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna get that fast. Like I I saw this one video with Meek Mill, shout out to Meek Millie. Yes, of course. Uh, he said that, um, like I've been I've been uh I'm 26 years old. I've been rapping since I was 10 years old. Solid. That is that's motivational. That is motivational. I've been rapping for 16 years. I only got money three years ago. Everyone who it hasn't me, seen it. It took me 13 years to get money. Why can't it take you 13 years? If I've been on my grind, why can't you be on your grind? And yeah, and then he, exactly. And then he says the, that there's times when my stomach was hurting. and had money for food. I yeah, was like, like, I would have had nappy braids. Like, that, yeah, I know. And, and it's true. It's deep. So if you haven't really saw that one, go to Mick Mill's page. It's kind of old now because he posted it a while ago, yeah. like a few weeks but maybe. But you can find it anywhere. But you can find yeah, find it anywhere. But um, I, I feel like, especially our generation, we kind of, inc- myself included, uh, we kind of want that instant gratification of success and, you know, instant, uh, like, finding the results, positive results yeah. instantly. But, like, realistically in life, you're going to have to keep working at it. Yeah, it's not, it's not pretty for, for, for everybody. You know? like, I, like, we, I know for myself personally, I, have, I still have a lot of things to work on. And there are moments where I just want to say to myself, yeah, t- in 24 hours, I really improved in this aspect with myself personally and on the field. But it it's just not like that. Like you have to put in the work in the gym. You have to put in the work. Yeah, I can I can on see the page. Same. There's many there's many things to it. Like you have to you just have to keep going on. Your Messi grind. and Ronaldo, for example. Let's get we're getting back into the football. Yeah, section. somehow we went but from like Messi and Ronaldo, they wouldn't be they. You know, it's not just a talent. They both work hard, and may, they both work hard in their career. I mean, they end in different ways though too. Like Messi, his free kicks, his free kicks were not as good as they were when he started. 
He's practiced them many times after practices, before practice, whatever. And he's gotten better at that. So there's many things that they practice that we don't know. Still doesn't look like he goes to the gym, though. <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, he doesn't really need it. As and for he's his style suffered, of play, and he doesn't suffered need a lot, uh, quite a few injuries in his time. He has, he has. So that, that's just like a lack of, you know, taking care of his body in the gym. Yeah, but my point is, Ronaldo Messi, yeah, maybe they don't work hard in the same ways, but either way, they do something to improve. Because oh, no one can keep that keep that level for so many no, years. That's no really impressive. One, no one can fulfill a whole decade worth of, you know, individual and collective team accolades like they have for that long, for more than a decade, and uh, since, basically since Messi... Uh, arrived at 19 years old to the first team. And he no, started, he before. I know, but like yeah. 19 years old when he started dazzling us and he started to make a name for himself. Imagine, remember that? Mm-hmm. Incredible, it's man. Just, Incredible. And they, they've both taken steps forward um, in different ways because they're very completely different, completely different players, different people. And, uh, oh, just a side note, I, I just thought about this. I hate when people... Like, the whole rivalry between their groupies. Like, oh, no, Messi's better. Ronaldo's better is, and all that it's stuff. It's ridiculous. Like, I mean, people... Both, yeah, you know, it's okay to, to have, like, an argument with a friend. Like, no, I preference. think he's better because this and that. Okay, that's fine. But then going, like, you know, it starts oh, getting not, out of hand. I like Messi more because Ronaldo's it's, it's really childish. It's very childish. It's like, no, like, you can... You can't say that about any of those players because, first of all... They're more. They have more talent than ninety percent of the footballing world in one leg. I know. In their whole body. Yeah. No. They're they're incredible. And, and I mean, you could say you could say Ronaldo's better. I could say Messi's better. But we're not gonna we're not gonna argue. We just enjoy it. You know? I think we both know that Maradona's better. Definitely. One hundred twenty percent. I'm buttering up the Argentinians on out here. Yeah, it's true. I mean. To me, is the greatest player who ever if lived. We're, if we're going by American uh, statistical standards, like with basketball and, uh, you know, the GOAT argument, who's better, Michael Jordan or, or LeBron, LeBron James. James or Tom Brady and uh, John Elway and all those guys, like, they go based on championships. They go based on yeah. the biggest games possible. They go based on NBA Finals, Super Bowls, in our case, World Cups, and... Maradona has produced more on the world stage in the World Cup in 1986. Yeah, you can he say went, that. But if you look at World Cup finals, exactly. But if you look at Messi's individual stats, no one is ever going to catch up to those stats. And Ronaldo's too. No, I don't think anyone ever ever is going to reach nah, the stats that those two nah, has reached. Bro. And Maradona goals, is man. not even close to Messi in individual stats. But he has. Like you said, produce stuff on an international stage, and also has done things that I think it's no footballer could do during that that era. Especially that generation. Yeah, that like generation we talked about the other. Of. Like we talk about the other. It was just the, unheard of. It's you know, and like he like he won he was single handedly did all that with Napoli, which I already said. You know, we already talked about that. So go, that go stuff back, that go back to episode one if you so yeah to catch up on that <laughs> that's a, that was all about, shameless all plug about football, all about football. <laughs> go check out the other one on Spotify yeah so so yeah Maradona did stuff single handedly which Messi Messi hasn't done even yeah he won many games uh, stuff single handedly but with great squads next to him you know it's not not the same but. <clears throat> and it just goes to show you like I you you could watch any 
game of Cristiano, any given game, he creates so many chances for himself. He creates so much space for himself. Not on the individual way, just like his movement off the ball. Oh, he's his, very smart for And that. the way that he creates space for himself, especially inside the box, he'll, he'll exit a game with one, two goals, but with 10 to like 15 opportunities inside the box. He creates so much space for himself, and he can get shots off. They might not go his way. He might, they might not go bottom corner, but he creates an opportunity every 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's, that's true. And Messi and Ronaldo, they're, they're, they're very, they're, to me, they're very different style of play. Oh, of course. So I don't even know why you know, people, of course. They're, they're specs and they're physical. But nowadays, it's natural for people to compare things like that. You know? I think just uh, individually... Messi has uh, changed that type of mentality. Oh, he's a smaller player. He's not. He won't make it as far. Like he's kind of been the pioneer for that quote unquote smaller player, and you know, more technical ability you have, uh, the better chance you have of you know going far if you're willing to work at it and you know find yourself through that, through that uh, inspiration because not everyone's gonna be technical like that and be as you know. Uh, effective as he is and as objective he is going to go because he has that skill to like Cristiano when he was younger he had that skill to you know show yeah yeah if you check out a video of um him in Sporting against Manchester United before they signed him the game that that got you that was just pretty mind-blowing what he did those that game so you guys can check that on YouTube as a player he took steps backwards naturally because he went to a higher level with better players at Manchester United but he was challenged in, in the fact that he had to, uh, you know, be more objective about the game and be more effective and not do all those Ferguson things. Ferguson taught him Instead of six, seven, eight times doing step overs, he had to do two, three, four, and then go to goal and then get the right. shot off. Exactly. Create exactly. the amount of space you need, and then you kill them with that space that you created for yourself. Yeah, Messi and Ronaldo, their stories are different. The way they've developed are different, I, in my opinion. But they're both incredible in their own Just ways. the fact that for over 10 years, they've been in the, in the picture for greatest players of our generation and arguably greatest players of, of all yeah, time. To stay, yeah. to stay at that level for that And he long. said it himself. Who? Ronaldo. About memory of the video. Was it at the best awards? Or I forgot it was. It was one of those awards. They've been to so many. Like, yeah, and, but Ronaldo said that how many, like, you, it's not often that... Two players stay at the highest level for 15 mm. years. The same ones. It's always yeah. them, too, at the same... It's always them. Like, Madrid came in, you know, to to try to break it between both of them, which, you know, obviously is Florentino Perez kind of paid that off. It, it's a, yeah, it's a joke. That was a joke, but still credit to Madrid. He's a great player, but obviously not, not on the level of the other two. Van Dijk, for example, is coming in as well, trying to break, you know, that of, oh, he could be the best player in the world. But the, once again, it's not the same. The Ballon d'Or awards are coming up soon. Huh? What are your bets on that one? Like, top three or who's going to win it? I don't know, both. Because didn't Van Dijk win player of the year? Or no, Messi won player Messi of the year. Messi won that. De Jong won midfielder of the year. And Messi won the, the golden boot, too. Yeah. What was that, so, his sixth? So I, I think I think I think Messi's going for this Ballon d'Or. He's I going think for so. That last I one. think so. Because it's not even about what you do from September to January. It's what you do from January to May. Yeah, it's January to June. 
if you have, and July if you have that international. And when Messi and Ronaldo retire, football is gonna be it's gonna be very strange, and people don't even they don't even think about that. No. They don't think because they've been in the limelight for so long. You yeah. kind of just like all right, they're just they're there. They're always and it's gonna and, it, and football not only is it gonna be missed to see what they do day in and day out, but you're gonna be like. Oh, like you're just gonna miss that. That's that that, this rivalry has been like a once in a lifetime, multiple lifetime, because you haven't had this type of this rivalry. This you know, rivalry. before Ronaldo and Messi, it'd be every different player would win a Ballon d'Or. Like it'd be Sevchenko, Kaká, Ronaldinho. It'd be every year one you player would have a great one, year. One. Maybe I don't. I've, there's been players who won it two times in a row. Maybe I think. A Ballon d'Or, but if Ronaldo Phenomenal didn't get injured, the two times he would have exactly more so, than more than those two that he would. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, but, he was he was that player that could have won like six easy. Yeah. So, but before them two, it was always one separate player individually, different times. What was they it? Win. Zidane in ninety eight, ninety nine was I don't know, two thousand. I know 2004 was Chevchenko, because they won the... No. Which? What? 2004. Chevchenko won that one. 2005. Was... Ronaldinho. 2006. Gerard was number three, and Lampard was number two. Yeah, I know Kakao won in 2007, but 2006, I don't know. 2006, Cannavaro. It should have been Zidane. It was Cannavaro, right. And uh, Gianluigi Buffon got third place. And then Ronaldo, Messi, Messi, Ronaldo, some it just keeps going. Ronaldo, Messi, 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 Messi. Ronaldo in 2013. Ronaldo, no. Yeah, he won two in a row, I believe. 2013, 2014. 2015 was Messi. Was that 2014. 2016. Messi won 2015. All right, let's just put it this way. They both won. I know Messi won four in a row. Yeah, he won four in a row. And then it went Messi. Then it went Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Messi, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. I, yeah. I don't. I don't even know. I'm losing track of myself. But uh, football. If you take out those two giants out of football right now, it'd be a lot more mediocre than you'd think. It'd just be... Oh, yeah. It'd I, still be entertaining sport, of course, but I it's said, just going to be like... It's just going to be strange, you know? Let me just so, uh, clear myself up. I said Cristiano won in 2013. He won in 2014. Yeah. And then it was 14, 15. Messi exactly. won 16. 17. Oh, no, 16 was... Uh, I'm I'm just digging myself a bigger hole. But anyways, it's they fine. won we, plenty. We um, but yeah, who would be that, that guy that's like after those two? Would be the best one. He just pointed to himself. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, and I got a little. <laughs> who would be number? Who would be number three? Ooh, I think Van Dyke, just because of the how dominant. Van Dyke, but Van Dyke. Oh, he's he still young. He's still young, Van Dyke. Nah, but okay, but we're talking. Like, okay, we're, we're, I'm we're talking, talking about this year. Oh, this year. Yeah, how dominant he was th- this last year. No, but I'm they won talking about your League. question, though. Your question. Oh, was, like who would be? Who's gonna be after those two? Oh, and Likes. We're talking about someone who's, oh, talking about after who has a high level of skill. You know, like that. Mbappe is always gonna be in that conversation. It seems like it. Havertz so, is gonna be in that conversation. After after Messi and Ronaldo retires, the Ballon d'Or will go back to Neymar wins it one year, Mbappe wins it another. Neymar is not gonna win it. You don't think so? No. His okay, time has passed. He he got unlucky for for growing up in this generation 
All these players have got yeah, unlucky. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. But all these guys got unlucky. The last person that had a chance was... But Neymar was still Ribery. has a chance. It's possible. Nah. Two years from now, why not? He gets injured years? way too much. And he's just... At this point, it's it's all about scoring more goals. I mean, the, I don't know. The every top game, goal scorers. Every game Neymar plays and scores. In, in France. Yeah, true, true. But... I'm just naming a player that's going to stick out the most when they retire, even it's though it'll be, be quite It's going to be exciting because the best players out there, we don't even know who they sad. are. Correction. Yeah, extremely sad. When they retire, Cristiano's not going to retire until he's like 40. We still got time. And Messi's going to retire. <laughs> you think he'll go back to sporting? Probably. Maybe. Nah, he's going to stay at a Champions League club until yeah, he's Yeah, but like not until 40. I mean, you never know with him. Bro, he's, he has the body he of like a 24-year-old. He's going to turn 35 in February. Bro, he has the body wow. of a 20-something-year-old. Yeah, no, that's Physically, incredible. he's fit, and at, he's still athletic, and he puts up the numbers. I he's it, still going to be in there. He's still going to be in that conversation. Yeah, we'll see what he does in the Euros. We look forward to that. Uh, I hope Portugal actually, you know, goes far, and they actually deserve a uh, win, a trophy. That's gonna be, it's going to be exciting going forward. To see the, the, the new talent that's going to be coming up. Our, our generation especially. You know? The Jaden Sanchos of the world. The, the, uh, the Vinicius of the world. The Jean Felix of the world. You know? Like, those guys are going to be exciting. And hopefully we get to be in that conversation too. That's, that's the ultimate goal. Because I'm, I'm trying to be the very best. <laughs> no okay, we started with, what was it? Airplanes and all that stuff. And now, again, the, we're back to football. Yeah. Like usual, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I believe that's a. I think that's a good place to end off. Yeah, of course. Kind of went and completely mysterious different about what's the future of football. Yeah, I'm actually. Uh, I'm. I'm excited to to see what, because uh, I because I'm I'm excited to be a part of that in one way or another. You know. Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah, we're well, working. We on still that. have a lot of work to do. Yeah, definitely. Because you have all these 2003 players, 2002s. Yeah, they're just coming up making, out of nowhere, man. It's playing crazy. in Champions League debuts and doing well. Yeah. You know, like, it gets me thinking, like, bro, I know I'm a goalkeeper and I got a lot of time, but, like, bro, what am I doing? <laughs> Shit at a high level, don't worry. And that goes back to the instant gratification that I mentioned before. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to, to wrap up. Thank you guys for watching. Juan Domingo. Thank you again for being a part of being a part of this podcast. No problem. It's, it's a pleasure. It's, it's always a good time to, to have to have these types of conversations. Of course. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching. And this has been episode five of Inside the Mind of a Footballer with your boy CJ Dos Santos. Juan Blanco. You already know who it is. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed and have a good one. We'll be seeing you guys.